This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 613, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness, usually. On a typical episode, I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there, with permission from the authors, of course. Now, today's different. Actually, most of the week is. It's because I'm playing an interview I did recently. It's Thanksgiving week here in the US. Actually, today is the day before Thanksgiving. And so I'm giving thanks to Melanie Young. Let me explain. A few weeks ago, I had written a piece for Bastyr University, where I'm currently employed, discussing foods and immune health. Now, the story was picked up by various media outlets, and I was asked to be a guest on Fearless Fabulous You with Melanie Young, who's a certified health coach and author. Now, what's amazing is her show is all about inspiring and empowering others on health, wellness, and nutrition. Sounds familiar, right? I had such a great time on her show, I asked if I could replay it for you. And Melanie and her team graciously agreed. Now, if you ever want to catch her show, Fearless Fabulous You, you can find it on demand at iHeartRadio.com and everywhere the iHeartRadio app is available. You can also find Melanie on social media. You can tweet her at Mighty Melanie or find her on Instagram at Melanie Fabulous. Oh, and before I get to the interview, I was going to save my Thanksgiving blunder story for tomorrow, but I figured it might be better to hear it today so you don't do the same thing I did. So really quickly, here's what happened. My family wanted to deep fry a turkey last year. Now, of course, even though I'm a dietitian nutritionist, I definitely pushed back on that idea and personally only ended up eating the oven roasted one, but I thought it'd be fun to at least see how a deep fried turkey would be made. So I got the deep fryer, I brined the turkey in advance, made sure it was nice and dry so I didn't blow up the porch where I was doing this because if you mix water and oil together really quickly, it explodes. So I didn't make that common mistake. No, what I did was set up the turkey fryer wrong. These home turkey fryers have these heating coils to of course get the oil to the right temperature. Well, I put the heating coils in the wrong spot and ended up melting the turkey fryer. You heard right. I melted my brand new turkey fryer. I was all confident. I turned it on. I was just waiting for the oil to reach the right temperature so I could dunk the turkey in there. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting inside my house and I'm smelling something. And it doesn't smell like oil. It smells like burning plastic. So I run out there and there's smoke coming from the turkey fryer. And I turned it over and I realized I completely melted the bottom of the turkey fryer. Luckily, there were some stores still open on Thanksgiving Day. So I ran, bought a brand new turkey fryer, and we did end up having a successful Thanksgiving, although maybe three hours later than we had planned to eat. All right, so I hope you had a good laugh, of course, at my expense. But just a warning, if you do deep fry your turkey this year, be sure you assemble your fryer correctly. All right, with that, let's get right to part three and continue optimizing your life. Let's talk about, and everybody says, you know, when you start feeling bad, have some tea, right? right. And let's also talk about coffee because the American Institute for Cancer Research just issued um, something, a a news release like yesterday before saying uh, consuming caffeine coffee can actually help with one of the cancers. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But let's talk about Mm -hmm. tea, caffeinated and non-caffeinated and types of tea that are very good for helping uh, boost the immune system and also Quant, you know, amounts, to, you know, healthy amounts to consume during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, with regards to tea, most of the studies have been done with black or green tea. And mm-hmm. so um, 
it seems that both of those teas are high in antioxidants or um, kind of a type of antioxidant called polyphenols. So these may again help modulate the immune system, may help prevent the immune system from getting hyperactive, which then ends up doing more damage. And so um, tea can be a source of those kind of plant polyphenols or antioxidants. Mm-hmm. But when it comes, well, we also think about the the warmth. So when we drink tea, many of us consume it hot. Uh, you don't want it to be too hot, of course, but that warmth can also kind of open up blood vessels. And so you may hear about, okay, drink hot fluids when you're uh, when you have a sore throat, for example, mm-hmm. and it may be because we dilate those those blood vessels in the throat, and therefore it allows some of that bacteria or those viruses to kind of get expunged, and uh, we kind of get help the body get rid of them that way. So not too hot. Um, right. You know, what, like, is there? I mean, I don't. I personally don't have a thermometer when I heat my tea, but I also heard um, the chef David Boulay is very into uh, health right now. I just saw him last night in this New York City, and he was talking about with uh, certain teas, it really should not be, bo- don't boil your tea. In other, don't boil the water. It should be less hot. Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting, but he gave it, I forgot what the temperature was, but I didn't know that. Now with green tea, I've read that it's good to have four cups of that a day. Now, I'll be honest with you, green tea makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's ice, don't ask me why, but it does. Um, <laughs> what's the story behind that? Yeah, so um, for some people, they they could be sensitive to to the effects of green tea, and I'm actually I'm I'm have kind of a similar reaction as you do. Um, okay. I've tried green tea in its various forms, and it just doesn't seem to suit me. Black tea, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you make a great point that it, it's very individualized, and I wouldn't want anyone to force themselves to consume any of these foods if it makes them feel uncomfortable in any way. But um, four to six cups per day of green or black tea seems to be just fine. And when we look at the caffeine content, if, if folks are worried about that or if they feel they're sensitive, uh, tea in general has less caffeine than your standard cup of coffee. Great point, because a lot of people go, oh, no, I'll be too caffeinated. So one thing I would suggest, like caffeine I have in the morning no more than maybe a, a cup or two, depending. Like today, I had two because my husband made this amazing homemade grind. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. um, but in the afternoon, I'll only drink tea. And I never have anything with caffeine ever after five. Mm-hmm. Ever. Sometimes even after four. You know. But sometimes I just need it, particularly in the winter. Now, sure. on the uh, another thing that people recommend when you're feeling less than ideal is honey. Your tea with honey. Um, I'll be doing a show more in detail on honey in a few weeks, but let's top line why honey is beneficial. Yeah, so honey may actually have naturally antimicrobial properties. And so, again, it may help the immune system actually get rid of bacteria and viruses by through its just natural antimicrobial properties. Um, and so the one thing we want to be careful of, of course, is honey is sugar. And mm-hmm. so we, we don't need to go overboard, um, but it can just be added like to a tea to just help that help the body just a little bit more um, and, and help the body get rid of some of those pathogens. Really great. I always put a little bit in with my yogurt. Um, and we actually were just sent this green banana powder. Go figure. It was, we, 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 it was sent as a sample and we rolled it up with cocoa 
which is also very good. Um, this, these homemade nut mix or, or seed mix that my husband makes is awesome. Um, a little coconut oil and a honey and rolled it up and chilled it in the refrigerator for like 15 minutes and then spring rolled it in coconut. It was phenomenal, you know, really phenomenal. And it just had just a wee bit of honey. Speaking of, um, I would like you to explain, there's been a lot of talk, again, about coconut oil versus olive oil versus nut oil and seed oil. Do you have any thoughts on that in terms of your health? Yeah, so um, this is something that's also debated uh, right yeah. now. Um, the the debate is kind of like this. Okay, we know coconut oil, coconuts in general, are higher in saturated fat, and mm-hmm. so we have thought for years that saturated fat is kind of the bad fat, one of the bad fats, that it might mm-hmm. raise our bad blood cholesterol levels. But what we're learning is, well, coconut oil may not raise our bad blood cholesterol levels as much as maybe those that come from the saturated fat that comes from animal foods. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thought, well, maybe plant-based sources of saturated fat are different, meaning the body responds differently to those versus those that come from animal fats like butter. So um, right now, the research is a little bit sparse. We don't quite know exactly what's going to happen if someone were to say replace all of their oil. Let's say they were using vegetable oil. If they were to now jump and just use coconut oil only, what's that going to look like as far as their cardiovascular risk? We don't know yet. Well, I think that, you know, again, in all moderation, and is Marion Nessel, um, who, you know, is a, a professor emeritus of the chair, uh, Department of Food Studies at NYU and a pioneering um, nutrition specialist, said, at the end of the day, a tablespoon of oil, no matter what it is, it's 120 calories. So one thing not to do is just go and douse everything in oil. You know, right. <laughs> that's another factor because I've heard that seed oils are not as good. And I've heard, you know, I mean, I, there's always somebody. Usually they have a product behind them they're selling that says, <laughs> "Don't <laughs> buy this, not that." Um, right. Uh, so. I love potatoes. Uh, I love, I have never met a potato I don't love. There's potatoes and there's sweet potatoes and then there's yams. What are the best, what, what are the best foods in what I call the potato category? Yeah, um, I would say as far as the white potatoes go, your russets are, are quite good. Um, but mm-hmm. one of the things we like to encourage is if you can buy organic potatoes and then eat the skin, that's where a lot of the nutrients lie. Um, organic, because again, depending on what pesticides that are being used, that are being used, we, we don't want exposure to too much of those. So um, organic potatoes, organic russets, consuming the skin would are, are great. And then as far as um, other potatoes, yeah, your sweet potatoes are kind of give you the most bang for your buck in that you get some of that sweetness you get some of that dietary fiber, but that bright orange color tells you it's full of antioxidants and vitamins like vitamin A in particular. Well, I love sweet potatoes and I'm, I'm, I'm the nerd at Thanksgiving, the lovely nerd who doesn't eat the turkey and eats all the sides. And I have to have my baked sweet potato. I love my baked sweet potato drizzled with cinnamon and a little mm-hmm. honey or maple syrup, um, which I think is terrific. And that's usually what I have for Thanksgiving is my, uh, sweet is my, my yam or sweet potato. Um, which I think is really, really, really terrific. Now I hate garlic, but I know it's really good for you. So let's talk about let's talk about why it's good for you and how garlic caters like me can be wooed into enjoying garlic in terms of food prep. 
Yeah, and so it, it also seems to have, garlic also seems to have that kind of antimicrobial property, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so it may just, again, assist the immune system in getting rid of harmful bacteria and viruses from the body. And what's really fascinating is food scientists have started to study, okay, well, how do we maximize garlic's potential? How do we make sure that the garlic we're consuming will help support our immune system? And what they found is we can help release the compounds in garlic if we crush it at room temperature and then let it sit for for 15 minutes or so before we incorporate it into our dishes. So crush the raw garlic and let it sit for 15 minutes. So does that like release something that it, yeah, it re- it irritates us? <laughs> <laughs> it actually releases some of those beneficial uh, compounds that may mm-hmm. help our immune system. So um, yeah, it's really a fascinating area of research. Well, I also uh, recommend caramelizing the heck out of it. And if you do that, it's actually quite good, particularly when it's in a nice roast chicken. Um, that's my tip, but it's, it's actually very good at dealing with bacteria and viruses. Let's see, what else have we not covered? Uh, yeah, oh, pr- let's talk about probiotics and prebiotics, which I've talked about mm-hmm. a lot, but let's talk about in terms of boosting your immunity. Sure. So what we're learning about the gut is that m- it's considered to be really the host of most of the, of our immune cells. So, um, our gut microbiome is vital when it mm-hmm. comes to preventing uh, disease. And so pre and probiotics work in tandem to help protect our, the health of our gut microbiome. And, and of course, you know, your, your yogurts and things can be beneficial, but dietary fiber, just making sure you get enough dietary fiber can help make sure your, your microbiome is, is healthy and diverse. Well, do you suggest that we, again, focus on doing that through consumption of food or do some people need supplementation? I obviously say don't supplement unless it's absolutely necessary. But when, when in the case of a, a pro, a probiotics and, and, and digestive enzymes, would it be necessary to supplement? Yeah, we're, we're learning that for some with pre-existing conditions, um, such as uh, irritable bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease, mm-hmm. probiotics... Um, taking them in relatively high doses may help keep those folks in remission. Um, So there are some studies coming out to show that regular use of probiotics can help improve those symptoms. Um, For others with maybe some other malabsorptive issues, they may want to consider it, but I would speak to their health professional first. Right. So there may be moments where, yeah, probiotic supplementation can help. Well, as always, speak to you before you go out and spend all your money. You know, speak to someone who is a, a a healthcare practitioner, so you don't waste your money and you don't do anything that could interfere with other conditions you may have or medications you may ta- be taking. A very big thank you again to Melanie Young and her team for allowing us to replay this for you. Now, before I go, if you're looking for accountability with your diet and fitness habits, a Facebook group can help with that. And we have one for the podcast where you're welcome to post and meet like-minded people. You can find that at oldpodcast.com slash Facebook, or just search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts on Facebook and request access to join. All right, that's it for today. I hope you're having a great week. Happy day before Thanksgiving. 
A big thank you again for listening, and I'll be back here tomorrow where we'll hear the final part of the interview and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.